Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. On this episode of Bantha Milk Podcast, Nick and Rob talk all about the first Uno, dos, tres episodes of Andor. Si, senor. Spoilers ahead. Intro music. That's not it. What? He's no good to me, Dad. Intro music. Intro music. Bounty hunting is a complicated profession. I gotta tell you, if you're not catching our your YouTube streams, you're really missing out on a treat during those first couple of seconds. You are missing out on us dancing. uh, You know, if if you ever wanted to see two people who should not dance. <laughs> and two people was like, oh, now I get why it's a podcast. Now I get, yes, <laughs> you don't want to watch us actually pretend to. Sh- to I don't know, man. I look down and I sort. go, you know what? Those are two guys having a good time. That's anyway, right. Anyway, they are Bantha Milk Podcast, and my and voice is almost all the way here. You, it is almost here. It is, but we are back live with more new content. Yes, <sighs> and excited. a lot of it. I originally thought there was only nine episodes. Two seasons of Andor, 12 episodes each. Okay, so they've committed to two seasons. They've committed to two and seasons. And we've only seen one quarter of this season. One quarter of this season. And they're releasing the rest uno by uno. So yes, so it's going to go all the way until the end of November. Oh, man. Yes. I'm going to bring my, my child onto the onto the show I for know. some of these episodes. There will be uh, a baby dressed up like Ray or... Uh, Leia or Yoda or Yoda or, um, or you know. any other what was, the, Star what was the name of the uh, the officer the really Melvany officer in the first three episodes Melvany officer yeah, not he's like a Melvin you know like kind of a nerd dweeb not a the guy not, with the nose the guy with the nose yeah the, the guy who's like the main the bad guy I have no idea what you're talking about. He's like the main bad guy. He's got like a like a, a complex where he has to prove himself. A ma- not Darth Vader. No, in Andor, bro. Oh, in Andor. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. Jeez, I, th- I thought you were talking about the first three movies. Yeah. And I'm like, what on earth are you talking about? I don't um, remember his name. I'm not good at remembering names on these things. But no. My, I'm, my uh, daughter could dress as that guy, too. You know? Yes. I'm pulling it up. It's, uh, oh, of course, they don't have names for the people. Oh. Sri Srilan Karn, Karn. S- sw- yes, S Y R I L. S Y R R I L. Swirl. 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 Squirrel Karn. Yes. So that guy. That guy. That guy. Yeah, he's a uh, he's a little. Um, he's uptight. A little uptight. Yeah, man. Yeah. But but we're gonna get to that because yes. we have three episodes, three things, three content worthy things to break down. Finally. To break down. Yeah, it's yes. Gonna be good. And, it will be and good. I gotta tell you. Um, we're a little late this week. I understand. My apologies. We're going to try and get closer to release it. What is it? Wednesdays? So September 28th is when episode 1.4 comes out. So that's Wednesday. So that is, yes, because today's the 25th already. So that will be Wednesday. Right. So the rest of them will be all coming out on Wednesdays. Wednesday. When, yes. Uh, September 28th, October 5th, October 12th, October 19th, 26th, November 2nd, November 9th, November 16th. Very important day. 
my birthday. Oh man! Yes, episode it's be eleven. A heck of a show. I know episode eleven comes out on November sixteenth. Episode twelve, the final episode of the season, comes out on November twenty third. Uh, my guess is that is right before Thanksgiving. Yes. So that's a good one because everybody's going to be able to party hard that night. We are all going to be big indoor parties at all the bars. That's, that's a pretty common thing. I think you go down like to your local neighborhood bar and they're having a, you know, a very specific niche genre. Yes. There will be, you know, cover bands playing nothing but Star Wars music. Yeah. Star Wars themed drinks like our blue blue uh, milk we had last the week. The blue milk. Yes. I, I uh, tweeted to them. Um, I forget the name of the brewery offhand. Did they respond? They did respond. They were like, oh, I hope you like it. I was like, yeah, let's go. Cool. And I was like, maybe you should like listen to the podcast. And then they and then they me. ghosted us. They gave me a thumbs up like, yeah, cool. And they're yeah. like, yeah, I'm, I'm done uh, talking to you. So That's all right. That's all right. B2EMO. 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 B, that's the name of Bemo, the droid. Right? I thought it was BMO. I was BMO. Like, when I first saw it, I thought it was BMO, but it's not. He calls them B all the time. He does. But it, 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 the call letters are B2EMO. And there's Dave Chapman is the voice of that. Okay. Uh, I like him. I want to be. I want to be him because all he does is he makes noise. Oh no, he actually talks. No, he's. I he's like one of he the talks. few like droids that can talk, like astromech like yeah. droids mm-hmm. that like straight. Up, he's not very good at it. No, he's Clearly fun. He's been damaged or something. Yeah, he. Uh, I, I like to think of him like a, uh, um, like a labradoodle or labrador that can talk. Yeah, like so. What is? It? So was it Mars Attacks where there was a dog that could talk? Oh no, Mars Attacks. There was the Chihuahua with the woman's head on it. Uh, Men in Black, the do- dog Men could talk. Oh, you know what it was? <laughs> it was Rick and Morty. Okay. And Rick and Morty, like I think a dog gets like a, a little collar that lets it speak English. Okay. Uh, and that's what I imagine is like yes. like a Labradoodle that yeah. has that on it. Or even um, Up. What a great movie that was. Yes, Kevin. Kevin. Yeah, I am he's your friend. He's a lot like him. Kevin. I wonder yeah. if they based him. I already like uh, popped the you did the bantha milk because okay. So Nick already my popped throat needs milk. a little help right now. So I have Sea Isle from New Jersey. Sea Isle spiked iced tea, which uh, made with vodka, black tea, and lemon. I haven't gotten it. Like, there's a new craze surrounding like spiked iced teas and yeah, I like alcoholic seltzers and stuff like that. I've never like I just don't. I had a little pop to it. Yeah, um, it was nice. I just haven't been able to get into them. I, don't I know like why. the hard lemonades, like the uh, Mike's hard lemonades, and I like um, what are the uh, ciders? I like ciders. Um, Good chuck every now and then. Yeah, like. I'm a big fan of regular iced tea. So I think it's funny that iced tea is like has caffeine and picks you up, and then beer is like, or alcohol is like a, I don't want to say sedative, a but a, a depressant. Yeah. So my Meanwhile, body's not going to know what to do, but you're drinking coffee got as coffee well. Coffee in one yeah. hand and whiskey in another. This you know, is interesting. It's like weak iced tea, but with a hint of alcohol. That reminds me of like you know those Lacroix. It's like yeah. you know water that was left in the room with some strawberries. That's right, exactly. You know? <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, I can almost taste some strawberry yeah. in here. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, if I squint. <laughs> if I squint really hard, I can see the strawberries. Um, so since we have three episodes to break down, Boom. I, I say we, we, right we, into it. we talk about all the places they can find us, all of our friends, and then get right into it. So yeah, the where social can, needs, as we have so can, lovingly called them. Yes, where can they find us on Instagram 
And you can find us on Instagram and on Facebook at Bantha Milk Podcast. Yes. Uh, that is uh, Facebook.com slash Bantha Milk Podcast as well. Um, you can also find our Facebook uh, group, Sacred Jedi Texts. Mm-hmm. Um, we're on Twitter as Bantha Milk. Bantha Milk. Uh, we have a website, BanthaMilkPodcast.com. Yeah, where you can get swag. I saw the dad we had back to school night. Yes, it, yes, their daughter, one of their daughters is at your school. Yes, right? yep. and the dad was standing in the hallway they, wearing, wearing, his, the shirt? wearing his Bantha Milk shirt, and I was like, nice shirt. I think he just wears it whenever he might see one of us. Uh-huh, it's I nice. think so. I think I think he was definitely like walking around the hallways hoping whoever your co-host would notice it. And you did. And I did. And then it was funny, one of my other teachers, he sent me a text. He goes, Dude, your super fan is here. And I was like, yeah, I saw him. I talked to him. He was awesome. That's rad. So, yeah. Shout out to you, man. So, thanks for wearing our swag. I, still haven't, I keep forgetting to order one. You do. <laughs> oh, on a side note, T Public took down our WEOK shirt. What? Yeah, for um, what NCLDB, whatever. Um, a DCMA takedown? DCMA takedown, yeah. I don't know what it was. Was if it the it Ewok, maybe? P- maybe the image of an Ewok is copyrighted by Disney and you don't mess with the mouse? Right. Or the emoji the emoji Ewok, which is basically what it was, right. was what was taken down. But I changed the color from... It had like a brown headband on it. I changed it to purple, so completely redid the whole thing. Oh, yeah. Now um, it's back up? Yeah, so uh, I don't know. Sup- no, it's not back up. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> so they, uh, they, yeah, they took it down. So if you Love didn't it. get that shirt yet, you're never going to get yeah, it. Yeah, that's a limited that edition That is limited shirt. edition. If you've got a WEOK radio shirt. Yep, you have one of the few WEOK radio shirts out there. But check out and get any of our other swagific. I just Swavikific. Swavikific. I can't even, can't even say, say that it twice. Again. Nope. Swavikific. Mm-hmm. That's very nice. I like that. Yeah, Bob's yeah. a wordsmith. He I'm creates word, words I make, on the go. I make my make up my own words you're, as I go. You know what you're like? You're like Chaucer. I am. I just make up my own <laughs> words. I'm just, you know what? This is what it's going to be. Oh, boy. Um, Are so, we going to pretend like we have a commercial break here? Because like uh, a lot of times we do it and it just doesn't happen. So, so. on the last episode, we actually did have I, a commercial. It was funny. I threw one in in the middle of us talking about the Empire. And it was a commercial for uh, J.C. Penny when I listened to it. Love it. And then we come out and we're like the evil empire, and it was almost like we were referencing the commercial <laughs> as the evil empire. It was pretty funny about that. I dig it. I was thinking after we break down episode one, then we'll, we'll go to a that. commercial break we'll in go between, right into episode, right one. into episode. Yeah. So oh, uh, all those people, uh, ears up, ears up in depth. Yeah. Uh, Sacred Jedi. Scraping text, the vault. Scraping the vault. Um, Supreme and Resort. Supreme Resort, and I think that's ears. all of them. Ears, you know, ears the, with a Z. Ears with a Z. Ears with a Z. Yeah. So check them all out. All right. That being said, let's break that. it down. Let's break it down. Um, Andor, season Andor. one, season one, Picture episode one, it. Sicily, nineteen twenty-four. <laughs> That's what it feels like. Does yeah, it feels like an a war movie? It's, yeah. It is. It doesn't feel like a Star Wars movie, and also the fact that we're not going to see lightsabers. Hopefully. Hopefully. Supposedly. Because I mean, there's, I, I think there's always the chance we see a Darth Vader every now because when you're dealing with the Empire, but it looks like at the very least we're starting small because like, yeah. you know, it's not stormtroopers we're fighting. It's no. local private security, you know, hires yeah. know, companies or something. They're like under the purview of the Empire, I guess, but I guess they're security company. The, like yeah. A, so a it's it's contract. interesting what, what they're doing. Um, so all the way back to the opening credits that you see like. The, the planet, the bottom of the planet with a little light on it, showing a little bit of a revolution beginning. Mm. A lot of symbolism there. I'm still trying to figure out why the O in Andor is the different 
like it's the same font, but it's reversed. A and D R are all the positive and the O is a negative. Well, uh, maybe that maybe that represents, you know, that uh, the shady things you have to do in order for that revolution to happen. You know, it's all it really looks all all bright and happy and shiny, but it's all that dirty underwork that really gets it done. Yeah, I just pulled that out. Of you my did. That's I mean, that's a good that's a good theory. I'll go with it. I'll go. I'll with definitely it too. go with it. So until someone tells me I am wrong, that right? Is that's the truth. that's why we're doing it. Boom. And then did you notice in the uh, opening credits where they did all the droids? They had uh, B Bemo B two B two emo. emo. <laughs> <laughs> sounds sounds like a like a really lame like white rapper. Yes, <laughs> that's me. B two emo. Like bro. Um, <laughs> no, well, that's like I oh, I tell the kids my band name in high school was the asterisk symbol. That's like Prince. Like but, Prince, yeah. Yeah, but I'm just the asterisk symbol. And they, the artist formerly known as? Yes, and they're not interested in that. <laughs> you were the artist formerly, you were the teacher formerly known as asterisk. As asterisk, that's right. So, um, but yeah, they don't they don't care about that either. Um, so yeah, so he was in the opening when they flipped through all the different droids. They threw him in they there as well. They the added him yeah. into it. So they, they did that with, with BB-8. And then, um, who was the last one? Uh trying to think which which like so we had they didn't have ig11 in there right no oh, maybe they maybe did they did they did i think, I think that's what the, they had in, in the initial in round. the initial uh mandalorian they might have had ig11 in there yeah man so, I'm yeah because like the only other shows we have are boba F book of boba fett there wasn't any like any droid specific droid from book of boba standout fett. yeah so i think it must have been ig11 that they threw in there for for that one so yeah, so it's fun because they they keep uh, throwing in different droids yep. that are that are uh, that are coming into coming play, into yeah. play. And I liked how in the flashbacks when we see him uh, when they're picking up young Cashin, uh, how pristine the droid is. Yes, yeah, and they then, definitely made made it very clear that this droid is pretty uh, pretty yeah. young, and then this droid has aged has aged poorly. Uh, poorly. <laughs> Poor guy's been beaten yeah. up a lot because. Yeah. Looks like he's been thrown down a quite a few set of steps. Yeah, uh, he has lots of lots of scars his, all his over. His little him. like machining that makes him move is like all janky. And yeah, like, won't, won't, it like keeps jittering. He keeps jittering, and he's got and, a speech impediment now. Uh -huh. I, I mean, he, we didn't hear him. I guess talk in the flashbacks. So we no, don't know if he had it, then. if he had it back then, um, but he definitely but I, has it now. I'll confess, I was really confused during the back the flashback scenes because. It, I was just taken out by the fact that there was no Bacta. And okay, like, I'm not used to, <laughs> not like, used going to... back in time without them telling me via Bacta text. Right, so that that this was... person is going into Bacta, so he's going like, to why, dream now. Why am I looking at this person? Yeah, is this, how can this be that person? We haven't had any injury yet. We ha yeah, so, we haven't gone into the Bacta tank, so yeah, you're so really messing with my head here. They're really messing with, I think, the continuity. Come on, Dave Filoni, <laughs> get your head out of your butt. I really like this uh, this director's and writer. It's the yeah. same guy. Tony. Oh man, the so. Almost universally, the worst part about Star Wars is the writing. Yes. And the writing in this is so good. Yeah, Tony Gilroy. Okay. That's his name, who's the writer. And, and, oh, Toby Hayes is the director. But Tony Gilroy is the writer. And uh, very impressed. All right. Um, so it looks, oh, yeah, that's right. I heard, because uh, Tony Gilroy was the uh, the screenwriter for the Bourne movies. Yes. So that makes total sense. Yes. And, man, so... You know, we, we can talk about specifics as we go through, but I think what I loved most about these th first three episodes was how, like, 
real, they made the Star Wars universe, and relatable, they made the Star Wars universe. Yes. Like that dude on the train, that whole conversation, uh-huh. I was just like, this is so cool. This is just like a, this could happen right on now. the train. Yeah. On the, this could be like, take them away, put them on the subway in New York. Yep. And this is still like, this is this could this happen. This could still movie, happen. You, know? you so have like, some random person just start talking to you. Uh, on a train in New York or Philly or wherever you and, are. And just the way they were talking. Like he was talking about like his job and he uh-huh. was talking about like, you know, the, the bureaucracy of the empire and how now, you know, it's causing like how like the regular person just on his way to work kind of has to deal with it. Yeah. Um, I, I just thought it was so. And again, that dialogue was just great. I'm yes. so excited about the dialogue because it's witty and it's quick. All the dialogue. I I, I uh, verbatim wrote down some of the things that they said later on because some of the dialogue is so, so good, so yep. fun. And it's funny. I was watching it. Trey came home for the weekend. Uh, Sherry was very happy. And then also then tonight, very sad because he, he left. had to go home yeah. or go back to go school. Back yeah. to school. Um, but we were watching it now. Some of it, he was tired. Um, because it was late Friday night. Um, sure. But uh, but he was just like not into it because it was so much character building and it was so much talking. And he's like, I just want to see lots and lots of lightsaber battles. Yeah, and that's that's the balance you kind of strike, I guess, when you're trying to go for a more mature tone. Yeah, you're gonna get the older Star Wars fans hooked pretty well because we're interested in the intrigue and that. But a lot of the younger, fa- I mean, I, I'm not going to sit here and act like I don't love the freaking lightsaber battles. Right. I love them. Right. But like, I there's a reason I like Game of Thrones and, and House of the Dragon stuff. Like, there's so much world building and so much politics and so much like, yes. personal intrigue. I don't know. It was just, it, it was awesome. I Again, dialogue is big for me. And there were some times, like, especially in the flashback scenes, obviously, we, there was no dialogue to kind of hit right. on. But there wasn't a whole lot of. I feel like endless, like, do we really need to see this? Like long shots of like, yeah, like landscape and stuff like that. Someone walking for like eight minutes on the screen on or the screen. Yeah, it was there was a lot of action. I feel like even in like like episode two, like we talked about a little bit was a little more exposition and less action. Yeah, but the exposition was good. It was great character building. We got introduced to Stellan Skarsgård's character who may be my favorite Star Wars character. Okay. Like, reintroduced in the last however many years. He's so cool. Yeah. I want to know way more about him. Like, yes. Like, we got him in uh, Rogue One, and he was just kind of this crotchety old dude who's in the Rebellion. Um, but it's pretty freaking clear that he's, like, something to be reckoned with. Like, this dude has skills. He's, he has skills. He, he's, he has he's knowledge. He's essentially a spy master. You know? Yes. It's like... It's like like money penny and 007 almost he's like recruiting recruiting mm-hmm. this this like protege and he's like i don't know yes just watching him fighting and like knowing this the terrain and like every shot like he knew what was going to happen when he like shot one chain and something fell right uh, it was just cool to like it was see. very cool it was almost um not quite as as intelligent as thrawn right but it was very thought same out sort of tactical yeah sort the of same sort of tactical thinking. like like overthinking the way yep. thrawn does as well uh, all right, so then um, we start. We see uh, we see the uh, rebellion logo, Anders logo. Uh, then we see uh, Cashin walking on a walkway going into the city. The walkway looked very familiar to some of the walkways that we see in uh, Rebels. Yeah, um, I don't know if you remember um, the scene where like they're flying the the road ships and they're like trying to escape on. Uh, Ezra's main home planet. I forget the name of the planet that they're always on on Rebels. 
but the the roadway was very similar to that causeway that they were walking in. The lamps were the way they were angled Lothal. up. Lothal, yes. I was saying, I forgot like loath cats. Yes. Loath wolves, yeah. yeah. Lothal. Um yeah. and the, like the lamps were very similar. So I was like, Oh, that's pretty cool. That looks a lot like like the uh, uh, architecture in Lothal Lothal as well. Um so uh, instead of so we touched it on a little bit. In, right now in this time, instead of the Empire trying to rule everything on things that aren't as important to them that they feel they need to rule with an iron fist like these mining planets that all they're doing is just trying to take all all the minerals and ore the out of the planet yeah. the resources out they're letting these individual subcontractors subcontractors yeah. and minor polices police force and stuff rule and and uh, uh govern these planets which is cool because like our entire notion of the empire has been that the grunts and the foot soldiers are the stormtroopers but like the stormtroopers, I guess are not like there's a, there's like a, a a sub below them like where that like you said the the empire deems it like not I guess not worthy not necessary to yeah like leave a garrison of stormtroopers but will you know shell out whatever money to hire local enforcement and it's cool that they show that bureaucracy of it with the old guy who's like just kind of cashing his check. Yeah, but I don't think he's cashing his check as much as he understands. He knows how it works. He knows what to do. He's smart enough to know, because he even said it like, the less attention we draw to ourselves, the better off it is. Right. Uh, and that's that that monologue that he has. I, I, I really enjoy that whole monologue. Yeah. Uh, and that's that was maybe the first time in the first three episodes where I was just like, hooked just by the words I was like, yes this, like this dude he he not only is acting but like again just the way he delivered it it was similar to that, that conversation on the train where it was just very real and frank yes and like it could that, that you don't need to be on a star wars planet for that sort of drama to play out you right know i mean that could that could be right now anywhere could be and new york city police department it could be on svu you know yeah it could be like i don't know it's just, yeah like like they don't want the fbi coming in and and taking over so right. it's like look we do this, we take care of it, hush, hush, moving on. You What's know? funny, too, is he, it wasn't, you're right, because it wasn't even that he was, like, sweeping anything under the rug. It That's exactly what happened. He knew exactly what happened. Yeah. Two guys, they, mm -hmm. they, they messed with the wrong guy, they, they did something stupid, and they got killed for it. Um, you can look into it, but it's going to cause a big headache. Yeah. So don't do it. Don't do it. And, and uh, dot, 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 five minutes later. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. So... <laughs> Uh, but we got to go backwards before we get to that to know why he was saying that. So uh, we see Cashin walking down the hallway uh, or an alleyway. It was like a, it was like a prostitution, like in um, Amsterdam, where there's women in the windows. Like you want to, you know, prostitutes in the window for you to go. Oh, I'll, I'll take I'll her. Take, yeah, and you and know? it's in like all the Star Wars video games and stuff too. They had like the same thing they had where like a hollow table. With like a holographic stripper. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, and they had that in this one. Like they if, did. When like, when he was talking to the girl, behind him was a holographic stripper yeah, back just there. just dancing. Yeah. Like, and I'm, I'm thinking like, do you, why do people pay to come and see a, like a, a kind of janky hologram? Yeah. Like, do they not have like the internet? Right. Maybe they don't. On their on their data pads, they yeah. couldn't just like yeah, do it. Yeah, data pads everywhere, I'm saying. Yeah, everybody has a data pad, but they, they can't just watch it. Maybe they don't have uh, pornography on data pads. I don't Maybe know. Maybe not. It was a long time ago and it got it, too far from It away. was, yeah. Uh, but it was funny when he's talking to the to the 
prostitute lady in there, the what escort, I guess. The brothel keeper. The brothel keeper. It's almost like uh, a like a Game of Thrones yeah. sort of yeah. vibe. Uh she was like, Oh, they're just they're just cops. They're just playing police. Um, they and and it just made me think like nobody takes these cops mm-hmm. seriously. Like they take them as seriously as they have to in order to like work with them. And in order, have, yeah, yeah, in, in order to not get harassed. Um, but those two guys were definitely angry at Cashin for whatever reason. Uh, as soon as he walked in, they were mad at him, uh, and then they were extra mad because. The brothel lady came over and talked to him first before right. them. And then they're like, what? Now you're really pissing me off. And then he mean mugged him. Yeah. He just gave him the look. And they're like, ooh, that's a that's a hard look for a for hard a, man or something like for that. For a little guy yeah. like yourself or whatever. Yeah. So and, then and he, gotta tell, it was a pretty darn good look. It, it was, was a good look. Like, like if I if he if he looked at me like that, I'd probably like, all right, bro. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. You, that way. Yep. You do your thing. Uh huh. So then then he leaves because he he's trying to find his sister and uh <laughs> he's like I like the conversation with is her Is it actually his sister or I'm thinking it's Because in the flashbacks I, I, I'm, You think it's that It's that little girl yeah. That was like hugging him and stuff And I'm assuming that's his sister Right Um, I didn't know if that was like a Like a code or something Yeah Maybe, maybe we'll find out it is I don't know I don't, I don't think it is because It's probably that little girl Because yeah. she was like Getting annoyed with him If it right. was a code She would have played along But she was like What is it a wife Girlfriend And he's like no and then he, she's like, seriously, Looking like, for my sister. yeah, she's like, okay, well, she's not here. And he goes, it was weird. What was her name? And then like, maybe because when they were, uh, speaking their native tongue, um, I forget Corin, Kieran, whatever their native tongue is. Oh, right. Um, Kurani, right? Yeah. Come, uh, that's gonna they, happen. uh, maybe, you know, he, his name is very similar as it was when he was a kid. But maybe she decided to change her name once she got off the planet or whatever. And I didn't like in the flashbacks when they were speaking Canari. When they were speaking Canari. Um the subtitles, it just said speaking yeah, Canari. Speaking Canari. And I'm like, I wanna know what they say, but we're supposed to figure it out, you know, uh, yeah, like just by by their context. By their con yeah. And- <coughs> it reminds me of uh when people were complaining about uh West Side Story when they were speaking Spanish and they were they didn't actually fill you in on they what didn't they were fill saying. you in on what they were saying. But it, like, you know, yeah, that I get. It's like it's Spanish. It is. Yeah, like that's fine. It's, but like this, this is a makeup made up language. Maybe you could help us out. Help us out a little bit here. But uh, the one scene you could <laughs> tell he he when he turned back at, at one point right before they were leaving in one of the episodes, it was almost like he was like, "I'll be home for dinner." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he's like, "Don't worry, I'll be home for dinner." I got this. I got this. Uh, so then then the uh, the two guards chase him down and start harassing him in the no, alleyway in the alleyway. And you knew where this was going. Yeah. That's the great thing about this whole series is that anytime Andor is in danger, we know he's not going to die. Right. <laughs> you know, yeah. So it's like, <laughs> there's 24 more episodes yeah, to and, go. And, you know, a movie where we see him die. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so we know his end. We know he's we know when he dies. It's yeah. not going to be now. Yeah. But so, it was it was fun. You could tell he had everything planned out and they didn't. And I think that's like the theme of even episode three when the s hits the fan for the for the police officers right. it was like they thought they were just going to march in there and everybody was just going to bow down to them and when it didn't go that way they were like now what do we do type of thing but that and that's what cashin says later on is that they wouldn't they're so arrogant they wouldn't possibly think that someone like them right could could possibly you know do anything do anything to, against to harm them. them yeah um so yeah, it was 
Where were we? What were we saying? <laughs> <laughs> so this is the first fight. So yes, he, okay, the fight. He, right. He tells so, the guy. So my question, because you said it was like, I think it's pretty clear that Cashin like knows how to handle himself. But yes. do you think he had that like plan? Like he had a clearly he like was like being still and figuring out his like calculating his exit and stuff. But right. He sure seemed shaken by that. You know what I mean? It didn't seem like I think he, he seemed liked shaken killing. because, yeah, I, he definitely doesn't like killing. I think he just wanted to, because even when he, so from the beginning, you know, he, he tells them he has 300 credits in his pocket. And then the cop is like, oh, that's great, because that's exactly right. what you need. And I'm like, of course it is, because you're corrupt. Right. Um, They're so, laying on the, you know, local cop drunk with power trope. Right. Pretty thick. Pretty thick. Uh, so then the guy's reaching in his pocket and he goes, no, it's in the other pocket. And as soon as he turned his head, that's when he gave him the headbutt to knock him down yep. and caught the other guard off guard. He quickly grabbed the gun. It was a neat, uh, throat punch, uh, real dirty, uh, all the action is all great. the action. Yeah. Like, like a real fight. Like yeah. this was like a real, you know, you're being mugged, but you've t- you're like a second or third degree black belt. So, you know, you have like two moves that you can do. If you can, if you can get them down on the ground in two moves, then then you you're going to be able to handle to yourself out, and yeah. either get away, run away, or whatever the case is. So and what was the case? Rob? So and then the case in this case <laughs> was not great. Was not great. So he he knocked him down, um, and then was uh, you know punched him in the throat. The guy was like, Ugh! and then he was body slammed him into the ground. And then got the gun from him. And then you could tell, like, at this point, he didn't want to do anything else. Right. He just wanted to get away. He just wanted leave me alone. I'll leave you alone. Everything is fine. Because he was like, now what? Now what do we do? Now what do we do? He's like, get him up. And then when, when the other guy was dead, which I was like, wow, that's one heck of a headbutt he gave yeah, him. Yeah, right. Um, but when the other guy was dead, that's when uh, when it messed everything up. And even the, the cop was like, look, we'll go in together. Uh, I'll say that, you know, it wasn't intentional, blah, blah, blah. And... I can see Cash in A was like, uh, the heck with this. Like, I'm not going and admitting that I killed this guy after yep. you guys jumped me. Like, I'm going to go to jail, yep. or whatever they have in, in Star Wars land, a, the Star Wars jail. Star Wars jail. Star exactly Wars jail. what it's called. That's exactly what it's called. I'm going to go to Star Wars jail, at, all because you guys were, were jerks and, and a-holes. I'm not going to go in for that. And, and you think this drunk idiot is actually going to, like, stick to his story? Yeah, once you get in there, you, he's going to turn on you in a heartbeat. No, yeah. that's not what happened. This is what happened. So... I don't want to say he had no other choice, but in true but Star Wars, no other choice yeah, in true Star Wars stuff. fashion, you know, like any any true bounty hunter, and kill or him shot first. and or shot first. Yeah. Um, so then he had to kill him. Uh, so then it was like, all right, now he knows he's got to get out of town because somebody's going to be coming for him, and uh, and it was it was interesting that he was in a dark alley where nobody saw it, uh, and then he gets back into his ship and then he takes off. And then the next scene is really funny because we're back on on Farrick's system. Uh, we see the droid, the square red droid. Yeah. Uh, B two. B two emo. B two emo. Yeah. Just nobody else is around. Maybe it's like six o'clock in the morning or whatever it is. He just driving right down the middle of the street, and then these like giant boar, Star Wars boar type animals with big fangs go running past him. And he shrinks up. He's like, "Oh no!" Like like a uh, an armadillo. Like an armadillo. Yeah, totally like an armadillo. Um, closes up. Like I'm gonna get knocked over. 
and they run past, and then the one comes back and pees on him. <laughs> he could have peed anywhere in the world, but he peed on him. And then, then he, Poor guy. In a true R2-D2 chopper-esque move, he pulls out the zapper, yeah, and he zaps, zaps him. him. <laughs> He's like, you're going to pee on me? I'm going to zap you. Yeah. So that was a lot of fun. I mean, Star Wars knows how to make hunks of metal seem like puppies. Yes. You know, like, uh-huh. And you just root for them. Yeah. It's like, I don't, that, that weird little metallic thing. I would die for you. <laughs> yeah, like I want one. I want him right. right now. Like, I loved R2. BB-8 I was okay with. See, I liked BB-8. I loved the noises BB-8 made. BB-8 made good noises. I liked Dio. Yeah, from uh, episode nine. Yeah, like because he was fun also because he was like a little wounded puppy as yep. well. Because you could tell he he was beaten down and, and, and neglected and whatever. And from uh, the Jedi Fallen Order games, uh, freaking... Uh, that's gonna annoy me. That that little droid that you have in those games is like amazing. Yeah, he's amazing also. Um, so then um, this one, uh, uh, emo. Then the next couple of scenes, it's like they took shot for shot Wally, yeah. the beginning of Wally. Yep. And even like at this point, now that he's he's all busted up, the one part of him is yellow, and I swear it's almost the same exact yellow as Wally's yellow, like. It like they totally did a great homage to Wally because the scene when he's driving past all the chunks of metal, it's like Wally in the beginning driving past all the chunks of metal. Yep. Even when he comes into the ship, it's the same exact shot as when Wally's coming into his base and like dropping down the things that he collected and found that he really liked. It looked right. like shot for shot like Wally. Maybe we'll get like another droid for him to you know have a crush. Yeah, on. a girl droid. That'd be nice. Yeah. Eva. Eva. Oh my God, I'm having an Eva. That's crazy. There you go. See? That's great. So now you have to have Eva droids all over the place. Oh boy. His BD1, by the way, was the name of the oh, droid yes. from Fallen Order. Fallen, and yes. there is that new, I think it's called Jedi Survivor. That's the new one coming out probably next year and probably only for next generation consoles, which is a shame because you can't get them. Right. <laughs> yeah, you can't get them anywhere. Like, it's impossible to get to. Anyway. So Jason uh, from Ears Up posted a Twitter that he... Walked in at Costco, where he lives out in California, and there was a whole bunch of PS5s there. Wow. So he picked one up. Um, right after that, I went to our Costco, and I was looking all over the place. Not a thing. Not a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Too many people in Jersey. Too many people in Jersey. Wait, isn't he in California? He's in California. Yeah, there's a lot of people in there's California. There's a lot of people. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like, near San Francisco. So it's yeah, a, he's, yeah, he's... There's a lot of people there. <laughs> Although, near San Francisco, you know, they're probably getting priority shipping. Probably. They're getting all these boxes. They're not even making it this far east. They don't make it. <laughs> they stop <laughs> around Kansas. Is the PS5s done. don't even make it that far. They're like, yep. we're out. Yeah. Um, so then we have a flashback. Oh, so then... Um, so he he tries to wake up Kasha, and then we have a flashback, another flashback. He wasn't in back to tank, but he was Very injured confusing. after his fight with the two two dumb guards. All right, so maybe it's not back to so much as injury. Injury, yes. So it could be. So then this is our first flashback, and this reminded me a lot. Did you ever watch the TV show The One Hundred on the WB? No. So the premise of The One Hundred was that there was uh, one spaceship left from people from earth and i think they were flying to another planet or something like that but the the spaceship was losing power and oxygen or something i forget the whole deal but they needed to save some people so they they got uh the escape pod could hold 100 people 
So they put all the kids in the escape pod and sent them down onto the planet where they could breathe and, and live and stuff. Because and everyone else in the, in the civilization died. Yeah, well, it's kind of like that way they, they alleviated 100 extra people from using up the oxygen on the spaceship. I see. And it also put them down there so that they could survive down there in case the spaceship did crash and burn. All the adults would have died. Um, but then the kids could live and they would be there to to repopulate. But it was very similar to that in, to me because there was no like real adult supervision. The oldest right. ones were like 18. Yeah, it was like Lord of the Flies. Lord of the Flies. <laughs> it was very Lord of the Flies, very, yeah, 100. So this, this reminded me of all of that, uh, Lord of the Flies, the 100. Uh, but apparently there was like when the the mine, when we walk past the mine where we see Cashin looks down into it, um, they were mining for some gas or something like that. And then the gas blew up. And if you see everybody is yellow, it's because of all yeah. the gas poison. Um, so for some reason, everybody over 18 was poisoned, but all the kids weren't. Was the gas not coming? I thought they were like poisoning with the darts and that's what was making them turn yellow. Oh, okay. So more, I felt like the more darts they were shooting at him, the yellower, he the was yellower getting. he was getting. Okay, so that's that's what they were doing to the new people. They were right. using that same liquid, oh, but I okay. think that's so what killed it, all the I adults. See. So maybe they ha they they have a way to weaponize that. Yes, liquid. yeah, but that's that's what I think killed all the adults before this. Right. Um, but they they used that gas, that liquid on the darts, and that's the poison that they were that they were putting into into them. Uh, and you saw like. All the kids were wearing clothes that were not well fitted to them. They were like all the adult clothes that they were then scrunching oh, down yeah. and trying yeah. to make them fit. Um, and then this is where you first meet his little sister. And uh, they, you can tell that they have a closer relationship. Than, not because they say so. Not because they but say because so. because of, you know, how they act. Right. Because you can tell by the extra hugging. Yes. Uh, and then we go back to the normal present timeline and he's talking to, to emo and uh, he's like pausing for data lag. That was pretty funny. <laughs> that was great. Apparently lying takes more energy <laughs> yes. than, than telling the truth. Yeah. So that like, was really fun that it was like, uh, say, I'll have to charge uh, more tomorrow or something like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was, really he was like, funny. he's like, I need you to, to, to keep, to tell lie. And he goes, okay. Uh, he goes, I have adequate, adequate power reserves. And then he says, uh, "Tell don't tell anybody where I was and don't tell anybody that you know me or something like that. And he says, that's two lies. Yes. <laughs> yep. uh, yeah. The, the, again, it, it's kind of like how they've been doing Star Wars humor. Like, but it's like, you know, just kind of peppered in there. A little pepper. Just yeah. A little, like, and it's part of the writing. The writing uh -huh. is really good here. So it's like, you know, serious stuff. And then. And then the just droids, a little. The droids are the best at it, I feel like. Yes. Because the droids can be so dry with their delivery. And right. That's, that makes it funny. That makes it funny. Yeah. And like, yeah. And so, like, I got very. Um, what's the the droid from Rogue One? Oh, the girl? No, that's oh. uh, Solo. Okay. Rogue One is the big Imperial security. Oh, droid. yes. The one that. Um, it was voiced by. Uh, what's his name? I was. That's what I was going to say. Alan. Yeah, Alan. Alan yes. Alan Tudy. Yeah. Uh, I know which one you're talking about, but yeah. I forget his but name. Because, like, that, that dry sort of like. Um, what was that line where it was like, uh, Cashin said I had to? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, the I, almost like the IG 11 thing, too, where he's like, 
I require an, <laughs> I require an answer. Uh, yeah. Right? Like, so like that, that same sort of sarcastic dry. Yeah. Like, or even, even the IG level when he's like, all right, uh, I can't win this battle. I'm going to self-destruct. Yeah. And he's like, no, don't, don't self-destruct. Do <laughs> just like, this like iron logic. Yeah. There's just like, this is what droids. I have to do, you know? So it's pretty funny. Um, and then, then, uh, Cashin's walking back in town because now he's, he tells the joy, you know, lie for me, whatever. Uh, and I like all of the species in the background. And there was even like a really big dude who had like yellow armor on. And I feel like I saw him somewhere else. Like maybe he was in Rogue One or somewhere else. But I feel like I saw him at another point in time because I was like, oh, I, I remember that. Uh, and then you see what the mundane life is for these people in this working city. Yep. Like their only purpose there is the, the whole city is built around this mining town. Yep. It's kind of like old mining towns of, of the, the West, West, right? yeah. you know, or, or even like the forties and fifties when they first started making giant manufacturing plants. Right. And then they would, they would build a whole town just for that. Like even, even Hershey, yep. um, you know, like he built a whole town around making chocolate. Now he did it nicely. He right. cared about his people, but still he gave him a theme park and everything and yeah. free chocolate. But still, uh, this, these people don't care as much. It's like, go dig a hole and, and leave me alone. Um, so you can see how like mundane and you're really seeing the day to day life of people this time, mm -hmm. the real people, not the people uh, the, on Coruscant yeah, or the, the senators, the senators or, the or anything Jedi like that. masters. Yeah. You're seeing, you're seeing the day to day people us. right now, us, the common <laughs> so folk. I, so I love to tell like when, when people share on, on Facebook and stuff like, Oh, I think if I were in game of Thrones, I'd totally be a Targaryen. <laughs> it's like, no, you would be one of the commoners. You would be the, the dragon. Yeah. Eats. eats. Yeah. You'd you would be have the, no song sung about you. This is not. You'd, yeah. you'd be the one like with the sheep that the dragon comes and eats all your yep. sheep and you go, dude, that was all of my, that That's was my it. income for now? the year. Now you I got go to, nothing. And you go like right to your congressman and they send you like a, like a letter in response. That's like a form letter. Thank you. Thank you. Your, we're going to, we're going to get right to you. Yeah. Yeah. And then they never do. Yeah. I'm not jaded um, about politics. Or no, not at all. <laughs> not at all. Uh, but it was fun with Cashin talking to his buddy about his alibi. That was another yes. fun monologue yep. when he was like yeah, those two were the that like exchange. I like I don't even like clearly they were setting those two up as having a close relationship. Yes. They haven't really explored that deeply yet. No. But yeah, it was cool to see like they're setting these two are they trust each other, they're friends. They're friends. Yeah. So uh so that was fun. And then uh I think it was Braze Brazzers, I think his name is or something like that. He says, "Okay, I'll come." Uh, he said, "Come," but who's going to be asking? He's like, "He's like, okay, well, who's going to be asking this?" And then he continues with the story. We drank ourselves to sleep. You insulted my choice of beverage, uh, as and as a uh, host, I was very annoyed. You stood up. I knocked you off of your chair. That's where you got that bruise. Yep. You were gone in the morning, uh, and then you came now to apologize to me. I accept your apology. Yep. <laughs> like it was just so much fun. How he just like. And then Cashin was like, okay, cool. You're, you're playing along with this also. I like it. That's but, fine. But it's also pretty clear that that's not the first time they've done it. No. You know what I mean? No, like, yes. So, so it, they're laying the groundwork for how good that Cashin is at lying, essentially. Yes. You know, like, he's, yeah. he's, he does this a lot. He can, he can set a story and cover his tracks, and he's good at selling it, and he's been doing it for a long time. And so we see later on that they've been looking for him. Yes. There's a reason why. Yes. Um, so so that was that was a lot of fun. Uh, and then 
at first I thought he was he would the he was pulling a mom joke, but he wasn't. And when he gets on to the little transport that was taking him to go to work, he was like, "And when I was at your mom's house last night, it was freezing. Tell her she can afford to turn the heat up." Yeah. <laughs> and at first I thought it was like a mom joke, like, and it was like, fun. "Ah, I was at your mom's." I was last at your mom's night. house last night, but it was actually truth because he was actually there, house, yeah. you know, asking where he was. So it was a double double entendre, yeah. I guess maybe. Yeah. Um. So that was a lot of fun. Uh. And then, then uh. Uh, oh, and then we see, we go to Morale, uh, the corporate security headquarters, which now those buildings, very nice. Oh, the old town, the town that they're in, reminded me a lot of Galaxy's Edge. Yeah? Yeah. Like, the architecture, even though Galaxy's Edge uh, ground was concrete, but it was like a textured concrete to right. look like it was would have been dirt, and there was even like droid tracks uh, in the concrete, uh, all over the place That's and stuff. Cool. So they made it look like this, and this was the same thing, but just a lot with more dirt. Right. Um, but I know this wasn't Galaxy's Edge. I know this isn't Batu, right. but it was definitely very similar to Batu uh, in in their architecture and design. Uh, so that was pretty cool. And then we get to we get to the corporate headquarters. Um, much nicer. Everything is much cleaner. And this is where the captain of the police force is talking to talking to that uptight little fellow there. Uh, and he says, uh, <laughs> I like how he asked him, did you alter your uniform? He's like, yeah, I added some pockets and piping. Yep. Like, you can tell he wants to be an officer in the Empire. Yep. He, like, has, he has bigger aspirations. Yeah. And, and it's funny. I don't know. He must have went to you know, university or college or whatever, because he definitely didn't work his way up in the ranks. Because right. you can tell later on that he is not a fighter. No. He just came in as a lieutenant. He has no idea how to actually do any real hand-to-hand combat. Just send people out to do it. And uh, he's not, and we see later on, you know, he he has the ideas of, like, I guess a leader, but he's not charismatic. No. Right? Like, he, that scene where he tries to, like, rouse the troops after the, the <laughs> Irish dude or whatever he is, who's awesome. I love yeah, that other actor. He was good, and yeah. He's just like, staring speech, sir. <laughs> he's like, great job. Yeah. He's like, everybody was very, he's like, some of us may not live, uh, but, you know, we'll all try and take my stapler take my stapler um <laughs> you took my st- burn the, the place the, on fire the cake to people ratio there's not enough cake for every person and i didn't get any cake last time um so uh so that was pretty funny but uh he the younger guy he wants to find out who did this the captain s- stops and he closes the door and that's when i love like all of the tech that they have is very 1977 tech. Yeah, they they have decided that like you know, it doesn't make sense for technology to somehow like all of a sudden zoom forward and like just because we have the budget, right? So like whatever like was the technology in the 70s that they showed, it has to be the same. It has to be the same now. They have made like some minor improvements to some of like clearly like some of the screens are a little better and right. like yeah, like some of the it looks a little less cheesy than like the, the 1970s cheapo kind of look, but. It's still they they're going for that aesthetic. They're going for that total aesthetic and the old big flip metal metal toggle switches and stuff yep. where they could have easily done touch pads and all this other stuff, but they kept it really like legit square TV screens instead of wide screens or anything like that. Uh, but then he says, 
So I, it's Kyle Kyle Suller is the guy who plays Cyril Karn. Okay. That's the uh, the little Melvin we're talking about. That's the about. Melvin that we're talking about, yeah. Uh, here too for to be known as Melvin. Melvin. That's it. Melvin. We're going to call him Melvin for the rest of the show. Uh, I hope he's in Inspector it for the next. Deputy Inspector Melvin. Deputy Inspector Melvin, yes. Mm-hmm. So Deputy Inspector really wants to make a, make a statement out of this, and the captain doesn't want to. He says, let's, he says, uh, the captain says, stops, he closes the door. He says, the case appears to be a, uh, to, to describe his regret and re- regrettable misadventures to dedicate pre-more employees caught on sand. Okay. And the other guy says, I want you to conjure a suitable accident and let's make sure it's on the far side of the plaza. Let's get it outside of the leisure zone. Uh, they were killed in a fight. They were in a brothel, which they were not supposed to have. They're not supposed to have these brothels as a, as a planet. Right. And they do. So he knows right away if they were in there that he's going to get in trouble for that. Um, they were, uh, it, and expensive ones that they shouldn't be able to afford. Right. Drinking red nog, which they're not supposed to allow. Both of them supposedly on the job, which is a dismissible offense. And they clearly harassed a human with dark features and chose the wrong person to annoy. I suspect they died rushing to aid someone in distress. Nothing too heroic. We don't need a parade. They died being helpful. Something sad but inspiring in a mundane sort of way. Uh, and I loved how he, he, he knew. He knew if we make a big deal about this, if we go and try and find this guy with dark features and put all this money and resources into it, then the Empire's going to come down and we're going to have to answer for why we have all of these other things going on that we're not supposed to have. Yep. It's just it's like any any workplace where you have these perks uh-huh. and you're like, just don't make a big fuss about them because then they're going to realize we have these perks right. and take them away. And take them away. You're not supposed to have a, a refrigerator in your room. So well, when shut it, up about it. Sh- yeah, yeah, don't tell me about it, and, and I won't know and, it's there. Just let me know when I need to cover it with something. Yeah, you know, like it's... But then um, Melvin decides, even though the captain said, don't, uh, don't uh, go after this, leave it alone. He says, nope. I got bigger fish to fry. I got bigger fish to fry. These are, these are two of our employees. They need to be... Uh, avenged. Avenged. Yeah, great he feels, word. He feels very disrespected by it all. Yes. Like, how can they? How can they? Like, possibly not pursue this to the fullest extent? Two company men. He is on very, the job very black and the white. Books. The rules. This is the rules. He's they, a jabroni. They attacked. Uh huh. They attacked our person. We must go after them. We have to get this bad guy. Jabroni is a word that I think needs to come back. Jabroni. I love jabroni. It's a great word. And like, if someone were to call me a jabroni in earnest, I'd be like, man. That ain't right. <laughs> hey, don't call me jabroni. I don't feel good about that. <laughs> so then, after that, uh, after that scene ends, you see that he's angry and he's definitely not going to listen to his captain. No. Then we get into the next scene where uh, Cashin is now walking into the junk dealership and and the, the store says it sells parts. Um, and he goes, he asks, he asks the guy at front where's Bix, and he says she's out back, and he goes. And he lifts up what she's working on. She's working on some sort of a jet engine. She's taking pieces off of it. Uh, and he asks her if she can get her friend who buys secrets. And she uh, she has on, uh, she looks at what's what happened to his face. He said, I fell. She said, on what, a jealous husband? That was another <laughs> funny line. Yep. They had a lot of good one-liners in yep. it. Um, a lot of fairly ma- mature themes. Again, like yes. this is... 
that's part of why I like this. This is very clearly not one of those young adult no sort of things. Like like the books. One of my biggest complaints is some of them are just aimed towards people younger than us, which I get. It's right. Well, you also bought those books in the children section. That was my bad. That when they have a lot of pictures, they're designed more for kids. Is that what it is? That's what it is. Yeah, but they're really pretty to look at. They are really pretty, and there's a lot of really cool pictures. And some of them you can feel like Chewbacca's fur. Yeah, there's a fur. <laughs> and then like you know, you can, BB-8, it's like a little like uh, like, like little dots on it. Yeah, it makes a little noise. Up. Yeah, it makes yeah. some noise and lights and up. You don't get that in paper books. No, you don't. And no, like they're cardboard too. Like yeah, they're, they're really sturdy. thick and sturdy, so you can take them with you everywhere I'm just you saying, go. Man. You can throw them on your high chair and stuff. You don't have to worry about Listen, it. If War and Peace were made out of cardboard and had colorful illustrations and things I could touch. You, you read it. it. You, maybe you read, read it. it. Yeah, there watch you go. It, watch it. You're anyway. going to watch a book. Uh, so then um, he says he has an untraceable uh, S9 star path unit with crystal still intact. And she's like, how long have you had it? And she knows that uh, this is a big item. And he knows he knows now like he's he's been holding on to it until he, now he's in so much trouble that he needs to unload it, get the money that he needs, and get off. We've even seen him running into different people who were like, yo, where's my money? And he's like, it's still in play, blah, blah, blah. Um, but solo-like. Yes. <laughs> yeah, he is very solo-like in that in that uh, aspect. Um, so she's like, well, just sell it to me, and I'll sell it to him. And he's like, no, I'm not selling it to you. Uh, I need to talk directly to him. So then she's like, well, we'll see what happens. Uh, and then... The other worker comes in, and you can tell he's very suspicious as to what's going on. And we find out because she's dating him, and he doesn't like this right. uh, this nice-looking, uh, sweet-talking dude to come in and keep hitting on his girl all the time. So sure. he's a little jealous. He's sure. got a little. He's totes jelly. He's totes jelly. That's the whole jealous boyfriend trope. Sure hope nothing bad happens to him. I sure hope he doesn't uh, <laughs> misunderstand a scene later on where he thinks that they're together when she's with him and whatever wouldn't it be a shame if that led to his untimely demise? his untimely demise i know it'd be shot because he's trying to you know follow her and chase her down and whatever i hope that that would be that would be bad next time Uh, on bantam anyway (laughs) (laughs) uh so he knows the catching uh blah 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 whatever so uh oh so then we go back again and now the kids now are all putting back on in the wilderness. Back in the wilderness, the kids are putting on their war paint. Yeah, and he's got he gets the little thing on his chin, which he's very excited about. But they they didn't want him to have the thing they, on his chin, right? The one boy didn't want him what to have it. About? Yeah, the one boy's like, and "You're then, too young." And then the older girl, and was the like, other yeah, girl's dude, like, "No, he's ready. He's he's my boy. He's, he's ready." And it was funny. Uh, pretty bad editing here. He put it on his chin twice. Oh, he yeah, did we it saw once. Him do it in the next shot, and then she looks at him. She smiles, and then he does it again when he's smiling at her. And I was like. Wait, and, and it was only, like, when I watched it the first time, I'm like, didn't he do that? But then I watched it a second time, and I'm like, yes, he did do that. Oh, so he wasn't putting more on? No, yeah, the like... second time, when you're looking straight at, it's it's the first time again. Okay. So it was pretty they funny. just included two angles of it. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so then um, so then they go. They don't think that the people like us are going to sit there four times going, ooh, ooh, I see that. I'm writing it down. I found something <laughs> wrong. Um, it's the internet age, friends. You should always expect that. Yes, exactly. Uh, then we go back, and then <laughs> uh, Melvin is standing in front of a door, and he's like nervous about going in, and uh, he's like, "I can do this. I can do this. Should I do this or should I not do this? I think I can. I think, I, think I, can. I can." And this is when he's like, "Okay, 
should I listen to what my captain said or should I, because I know this is the best thing. These people need their vengeance. And so then he finally goes in. And even like as he's standing there waiting, two of the grunts or the regular police officers, whatever, they walk by and they're like, hey, Captain, what's happening? You know, and he's like, he's like, oh, I'm fine. You know, and they're totally like making fun of him. Uh, but then he finally goes in. And they're looking at the star charts and they find this ship that he was looking for to try and figure out who this person was, where this ship came from, how this guy got in and got out or whatever. And then he discovers that the ship got past their security when unmarked ship and nobody knew um, knew how or why he got in there. Um, so then that's the end of that scene. He's like, oh, and he's like, he's like, keep working on it. And the guy's like, that could take all night. And he's like, yep. yeah, well, I'll find someone else if you don't want to do it. The guy's like, dude, you're you're killing me here. This is not going to be fine. He's not in exactly endearing himself to his new subordinates. No, not at all. Nobody. I don't think anybody respects him and anybody uh, appreciates how hard he's working to avenge these two guys. Uh, so Cash, then we see, we see him. He's like, and one of his friends is like, I need my money. And then his friend Vex stands behind him. Big dude threatens a Vex. Uh, he's standing there. He's like, what are you? You? Yeah, that was great. He said, <laughs> I just have to stand here. Yeah, he's like, you <laughs> told me to just stand here. He's like, dude, come on. And he's like, look, he's like, I got uh, I got the money. Don't worry about it. You'll get it soon. Um, and then, then we see Beck. She's back in the shop. She tells her boyfriend she'll be right back. She's running some errands. And then when she's running the errands, she goes off and uh, meets up with him or she goes into the back in the junkyard and then she calls her buyer and, you know, and she's like hidden in this little like Morse code type of thing. Yeah. And then uh, she's like calling her buyer to tell him that she has something special. And that's pretty much um, the way the scene ends. That's the way the episode one ends. It's like, uh, oh, here we go. This is it. Uh, so on that note... Uh, let's take a quick commercial break, and then we'll come back with a rundown of season episode two and three. Let's do that. Hey, go buy this product. Go buy this product. By now, you've bought this product. I'm glad you did. Thank you very much. Thanks it's, for buying that product. You buying it helps support our show somehow. If you could buy two or three of that product. That would be even better. Yeah, or be better so yet, just good. listen to the commercial two or three times. Yeah, just rewind a bunch. And, or you know what you could do is get to the end of this podcast and then rewind. And then rewind. Rewind. Then, that does not a thing anymore. Re, yeah. Uh, you got to flip the cassette over uh, and then play the, play the B side. That'll take you back to the A That's side. Yeah. Wow. Do that. Be kind. Rewind. Oh, that would be if you, you know, were what's funny is I literally said that like in school the other day and I realized none of these kids know anything about what that means. So Sherry bought me a shirt. It's the Blockbuster logo. Okay. And instead of having Blockbuster in the middle of it, it says Be, be kind, kind Rewind. I was wearing it on the boardwalk. We were waiting in line to get uh Johnson's popcorn because if you're going to Ocean City, it's the best thing Johnson's you have to popcorn, get. Sure. And a dad says to me, he goes, Thank you. And I go, For what? He goes, my son just asked me what your shirt means. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. And he's like, I, I had to explain to him, you know, about the concept, about of, the rewinding concept of rewinding VHS tapes. When you return them yeah, to when you the return rental them. store yes. that you had to go to. That you had up. to go to. There's one left. At least there was one left in Oregon. Uh, oh, there yeah, was still right. one uh, blockbuster left, and it was like independently owned, but they still yeah. had to lease the name yep. from the Blockbuster Corporation is still Which out there somewhere. Exists somehow. It exists somehow. Um, 
So it's pretty funny. And true story, uh, real fast blockbuster fact: they almost bought Netflix. Really? Yeah. And then oh, they I said, remember that they said no. They said no. Netflix wanted to sell it to them for I forget how much it was, hundred million dollars, twenty million, fifty million. I don't remember what it was. It was a lot of money. But they said no. We're fine. Yeah. Yep. Silly blockbuster. Silly blockbuster. What's funny about that too is like, you you want to mess with your kids and make them think you're crazy? Tell them, hey, you know, I remember when Netflix. Sent DVDs in the mail to my In the house. mail, yes. Okay, okay, Dad. I figured out I the whole... You. I figured out how to work the system where you could get the new ones. Well, that was weird. My phone talks to Your me. Your phone talks to you. Uh, I figured out how to work the system when you could get the new ones right away. Like, you held on to the old one until Wednesday, and then you would turn it back in on Wednesday because the new ones would come out on Thursday. Uh-huh. You would bump the new one to the top of your queue... And then, boom, you would get the new one instead of the 17 old ones that you have on your queue. Because you're like, you know what? I really want to see Can't Buy Me Love one more time. But I'd rather wait and get this new movie instead. This new movie, uh, Jurassic Park. I want to watch this instead. I never uh, I never got hip to Netflix when it was DVDs. Okay. I, I, when it went streaming, I got into it. But, like, I, I, it was just too much effort to, like have something mailed to me in college. Right. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. Like, I was just like, I, I got to go to the freaking student center and yep. open my mailbox. And open your and mailbox. <laughs> and yeah. And you needed a DVD player and all yeah. that stuff. Well, so. I had a GameCube, so that didn't. Oh, so DVDs. that worked. Yes. No, it had, the, it had those little discs. Okay. PlayStation 3 had a DVD player, but GameCube had the little baby discs so you oh, could play DVDs. You, oh, there you go. Yeah, that so. works. There you go. And this history moment has been brought to you by Nick and Rob. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, we're back to anyway, talk about episode two. Episode two. And now, three. I don't know how we got talking about Blockbuster, but here we go. I don't know. I, I went really deep into episode one. Um, episode two, I'll run through it a little faster. Uh, they're back at well, the if 100. You wanna, if you want to get home before we have work in the morning. I'm I know, sure right? Uh, so episode two, they're back with the 100 kids. The kids are now getting ready to, to take uh, – to go and uh, go to the ship that they saw crash. Uh, uh, oh, or they're seeing the ship crash, maybe. Uh, you see some old technology from the mining core when they're on the planet. You can see that they uh, used a lot of technology on this planet, but these kids don't have any of that now. Uh, Kasha looks down into the pit and wonders, if, I wonder if he remembers his parents and is sad about that because he does give like a sad look when he looks down into the pit. Right. Um, and then the next thing, the bell ringer. The bell ringer was really cool. He had a whole thing where he was like, very formal about ringing the bell, the letting people know when time was up and everything like yeah. that. A lot of a lot of clanging going on in this yes. series. So for later later on in episode three, it becomes very interesting. It becomes very interesting. Yes. Yeah. So and then then uh, Cashin's walking through the crowd after his fight with his two guards, his friends, uh, closing up the shipyard. And in the shipyard, in the distance. You can see a ship that looks very similar to the ghost. Oh, really? Yes. Interesting. Uh, whether it's the ghost or not, it's the same time frame. Sure, if 5 BBY, that's when. But, you know, they're also probably, that, that manufacturer probably made a couple different. A couple of them, of which those. is what I was like laughed at because like, or not laughed at, but as a kid, you you know, you knew the Millennium Falcon. But then as, as we get older and as we dig deeper into this, you know that it's a YT-2000. Something like that. Something like that, whatever. Uh, freighter, and that there were more than just one Millennium Falcon but when they built them. We never see a single. We never other see one. a second one ever. We never ever see another one. Um, so uh, then we see the two the guys uh, holding the two YT warthogs. Thirteen hundred FP light freighter. There we go. And the F, 
there were other ones, YT thirteen hundred A, B, C, right. D. So it's it's about which uh, yard they were built in, right? Okay, yeah, and I think they had little different variations. They, I, I mean, you know, it's kind of like when you get the uh, the sixty four Impala versus the ninety seven Impala, right. or the the you know the XRL versus the TRL. Yes, the yes, the Acura that all the cars look exactly the same. They just have different. Leather Letters. packages yeah, on the yeah. inside. Like, yeah, the X- XRL has like red leather. Red like, leather, yeah. It's like, ooh, and the engine is slightly tuned a little bit different. My dad had an Acura RSX, and I loved it. It was stick shift. It was beautiful. I wanted it, and he sold it. And then he sold it. That's oh, a nice car, car, too. It yeah. was, man. It yeah. was so nice. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Um, okay, so... Uh, the Cashin runs into some guys that he owes money to. Uh, closing up shop. Uh, then he's back at his mom's house. The droid is there now, more beat up than we saw him in the first time when when she first picks him up in episode one. You can see how really beat up he is. Uh, there's a lot of old technology. Uh, I like the new droid. I think he's fun. We talked about that earlier. Um, oh, then she's. This is when they're finding out that the the things going over the over the news wire that. They're looking for a Canarian, a Canarian man, yeah. man with brown eyes and whatever. And, and they're all going like, who did we tell? Who, yeah. Who and knows? she's like, well, everybody, the, <laughs> everybody I told is dead. He's like, come on. Yeah. And he's like, that's not fair. And then he's like, well, I, maybe she's like, which one of the girls that you were with did you tell? Yeah, she, she's she got some sass for, for She Ed does. Cashin. Yeah. So apparently Cashin is a player. Yeah. And so here's what I'm thinking. Like, mom, I think mom mom-ish. knows momish. She knows um, the guy that Cashin goes off with. The guy you really like. What's his name? Stellan Skarsgård. Yeah, Man, she, what's his name? Skarsgård. Oh, annoy me. I forget. I need to know his character's name though. Um, yeah. So she knows. I feel like she knows him from the past. Maybe I'm just like looking too into it, but I feel like she she must. I think she she knows something, and she has something to do with this rebellion. That um, she's not letting on to. I have a feeling that's going to happen. That we're going to find out that she knows more about this upcoming rebellion than than she's telling us. Luthen Rawl. Luthen Rawl. Yes. So I have a feeling she's. We're going to find out that she's uh, a little bit more involved than what we know right now. Right now, she just knows that he Cash is getting himself in, into trouble. Um. So then the jealous the jealous boyfriend sees it sees the message, and he knows because she, because Bex had told him one time that he's he's from uh, wherever instead of what they said that he was from. Uh, so then now he's like, what should I do? And, of course, the best thing you do when you're a boyfriend and your girlfriend has eyes for somebody else it's is to, to squeal, on squeal on them and get them put in jail, and then you don't have to worry about him anymore. Yeah. Yeah, it's I the easiest way out. My girlfriend will really like me after that. Yes. After I, after, a- after I you girlfriend. after you rat out her other friend, she'll love you even more. Then nothing we'll have to talk about in therapy. No, not at all. No. Not at all. Once she finds out, she'll be okay with it. You know. So uh, yeah. I'm so just that's, now realizing. Sorry, I'm just now realizing. By the way, that your Boba Fett that is coming through the wall. Okay. The helmet has a little crack spot for the antenna. As so the antenna was up. When oh it yes, when it came wall. through the wall, it's very interesting. That is very interesting. Um, Sorry, I was that's distracted. Okay. Go on. You got a little distracted. Uh, so uh, <laughs> so then he goes over to the uh, to the phone booths, which were fun because yep. there's just like 
public phone booth, which we Another don't have even here now because they don't understand why is he going Apparently over they there. They don't have cell phones. In no, no. The the the, the, far, far the, ga- the data pads that they have can't call anybody. They have they're to go iPod, to iPads. They're iPads. iPods. Yes, yes. They're iPhones. just they just play music. They yeah. don't they don't uh, display holographs. They no. don't you know whatever. Um, so then and, the and other not even on five G. You have to be on Wi Fi. You have to be on Wi Fi. Yeah. Um, so then the other aliens there and he looks over like, dude, I'm on a call. So then he like changes and turns his body so that you can't hear what he's saying. Uh, then we're back in the, in the police officer's main reception room. And, uh, it's, uh, he's like, I like the guys where he's eating a uh, blue ramen. That yes, was fun. I was, I literally said, is he eating blue ramen? Yeah, he was eating blue ramen. It was awesome. <laughs> uh, and then, so the guy... Just take any food and make it blue, and suddenly you're in Star and Wars. And suddenly you're in Star Wars. Just diet blue. Uh, so then um, they find out that it's... They find out this guy called in the, the tip and about Cashin. And then as they're talking about it, and they're bringing up the holograph of Cashin, then the girl from the brothel is there. So... Uh, I'm guessing Melvin pulled her in because I don't think she would go rat him out because she's got yeah. better things to worry about. She doesn't like the police. So she's like, whatever. Um, and then the back of the police officer's main desk, uh, sergeant uh, is one of the calls and tries to find this. Oh, and then the new cop comes in. The, the new cop is fun. I like the new cop. The, uh, the, so that is um, Linus Mosk. Linus Mosk. He's a fun guy. Yeah, a human male who served alongside Deputy Inspector Melvin yes. as part of the Preox Moriana's pre-more enforcement. And uh, so he's like hardcore. Like he's been a soldier. Yeah, he's, he he's very fed up with bureaucracy mm-hmm. and, and with inaction. And he's he's like sees this little twig of a Melvin of a like this kid came in here and he's all of a sudden higher rank than I am, but, you know, I think I can make him, like, I, he, we have similar ways of thinking. Yes. I can use this kid's pride to, to, to get what I need done. Yes. So he's like, he's like, let's go. And then he even is like, he's like, you know, aren't you going to come with us? And he's like, do you want me to come with? He goes, yeah, it'll be great for morale to have you, have you come with, um, which is then when he gives the, this speech as well, which is really funny. Um, so uh, he picks up uh, Cashin picks up the the piece from the hidden ship, uh, and it's the same ship that he has everything hidden in that the mom picked him up on when he was little. Right. Um, you can see obviously it doesn't work anymore. It's all busted out. The the seats are all removed. It's all falling apart. Uh, but whatever. Sitting in a junkyard that he had to sneak into. That he had to sneak. Yeah. And then the guy comes up with his junkyard dogs. But I think that ship that he was in is not. That's not his that's mom's not, ship. Okay, that's a different one. That's a ship that that, that his friend with the junkyard oh, dogs. Right, right, right. He's like, he's like, look, you know, nobody will be around tonight. You can come and get this one, whatever. So he he's taking that, and then you see him. He's like fixing the boards, right? So that nobody knows who that ship was the ship that was that right. was there and whatever. Um, then we fall back to flashback, and the kids are all near the crash site, and then. Uh, the one person that was looked dead as the leader walks past, uh, he stands up and shoots their leader. So they're like, no. So then they all shoot him with the darts. Yeah. And then he they gets, kill him. He gets, and all messed up. he gets all messed up. And then he's yellow uh, from the darts. They call him Mellow Yellow. Mellow Yellow. <laughs> that's all. I do. They call me Mellow Yellow. It's nice, Mr. Uh, thanks. No problem. Then, the, then uh, our our leader guy, our friend guy, the Linus, Linus, we see his ship coming in 
and he's talking to his ship, and his ship talks back and is very, very hospitable. Oh, wait, to him. wait, are we talking Linus Mosk or Luthen Rao? Luthen Rao. Yeah. Luthen Rao. Luthen Rao is asking, where, where's the safest place to park a ship? And the, the ship is like 2.3 kilometers away. He's like, I have to walk that far. And I like how he's got a walking stick that kind of looks like a lightsaber. A little bit. A little bit like a lightsaber, uh, but it's metal instead of the instead of the light. Then he's riding on the bus that we were talking about yeah. earlier. And then, like and then random, random dude is like... Mustachioed British old man. He started, everybody's British. Yep. Everybody's British. And and did they film it in England? Because was it easier to get so, all British people? So, like, canonically, the British accent is like the... Uh, inner rim accent it's like hoity-toity okay like the higher class citizens usually have that british or like north atlantic accent um so like like someone from coruscant that's a very typical like coruscant accent yeah so maybe it's like either they are trying either they are from like an inner rim sort of upper class type of thing or else they're like kind of trying to be i don't know but i don't you know i don't feel like the like less fortunate citizens of the like series they don't tend to have the british accent right you know what i mean right it's interesting yeah yeah so it was very interesting that so many but even then you get like mon mothma right like mon mothma has that british accent yeah even like like the friend like bricks the guy oh, yeah he does he it? even has an accent as well like everybody has like a scottish english accent here yeah we're getting in, yeah that's true. <laughs> yeah so it's very interesting so i don't know we'll have to find out why um so then, uh, then she says, uh, so then the bus and then the boyfriend's mad. So, so then we're back to Beck and her boyfriend. She's still in bed. Oh yeah. So after, <laughs> after she said she's going out to, to the boyfriend, um, she says, you know, we'll get together tomorrow. She meets up with Cashin and tells him, you know, like this is going to happen, whatever. Then he like makes her mad. Oh, he, he makes her mad. The boyfriend sees Cashin like touch her arm because he's at the bar. He's watching Cross them. the line, bro. Yeah. And then he, he has his drink and he leaves. He's mad because he sees that they have a thing going on. And of course he leaves too early. doesn't see her actually pull her arm away and is like, no. Um, so then he's mad, but then she stops by his place afterwards. And she's like, I want to come in. And he's like, fine. So then they have a sex scene in the only way that star Wars can have a sex scene where, she gets into the bed. She takes off her jacket, and then it's a cut scene to, it. to the police officer. Fill in the fill in the blanks. You fill in the blanks, and then the next thing we see is she's still laying in bed, and he's he's uh he's up, and she tells him she asked for a calf, which is Star Wars for Star like Wars coffee. coffee, yeah, uh, which they have in the books all the time, but I don't think they've ever said it in oh. any of the movies before. Um, and then he still doesn't trust her at all. He keeps asking her what uh what's going on and to come clean with him but but she won't so i just went to the calf page on wikipedia okay and it says calf also known as coffee <laughs> is a brewed beverage prepared from ground calf beans <laughs> from calf beans okay there we go very very it's almost like the uh, description on imdb yeah. <laughs> uh and or gets himself into trouble well okay okay uh so then the droid asks. Oh, then they then the cops come in to his mom's house, and the droid asks, "Why do we need uh, comps? Because of the demise, and the police officers were able to find all that." I just want to put in here: 
Calf first canonically appeared in the 2014 novel A New Dawn, written by John Jackson Miller. There we go. John Jackson Miller, our man. Yeah. He came in and came on our show with us. It sure was fun. Did. Um, so the droids, the droids got a lot of emotions because he doesn't want to uh, talk to the police officers and stuff. The Marva is looking for B. She walks into the back room, which is Cash's room, and there's a baby Bantha on the uh, on the uh, table, and yeah. it reminds me of a lot of the Star Wars episode when the when uh, baby Chewbacca's son, I forget what his Chew, not Chewy, well, oh, Lumpy, lump, Lumpy, Lumpy was playing with the baby Bantha, uh, and then she's looking at the blow dart gun that Cash had a, as a kid. Uh, the leader pokes at one. And, oh, then then they go back to the past tense because now she's looking at the, the thing. And now the leader's poking at, at one of the guys and he falls all the way out of the ship. Yep. And then, um, but then I don't think they darted him, but he was yellow also. Yeah, that's true. So. Um, yeah, I don't know. I got to re You've watched it way more than I have. Yeah. So then um, then all the kids are surrounding him, but they all have the high ground. We They're, they're on the high ground. Uh, well, I mean, I think it was pretty clear. Who was going to win that fight? That's right. Uh, and then, and then, uh, Cashin goes inside the um, spaceship, and he's the only one that goes inside for some reason. I don't know why and he was the only one. He gets very upset. He gets very upset. He goes in. He's maybe he like snuck in the back door, and nobody else knew why. But that's when like season episode three starts, where he's like sneaking in, and and he goes all Kylo Ren. On he goes all equipment. Kylo Ren on the equipment. He starts busting it up. Now I don't have notes for this one, so you're going to have to help me with this one because I've only watched it like 3 or 4 times. Um but uh so he he busts in, he's mad, and that's when we meet his mom as a younger mom. She's yes. there. And then Who is that actress? I've seen her in stuff before. She's been in a lot of stuff. Yes, yeah, she's really good. Um I'm going to look it up right now. All right. I'm going to try and find it also. Marva, her name is on the show. Oh, it's Fiona Shaw. There we go. Oh, you know what? She was in Harry Potter. She was Aunt yes. Petunia. That's yes. right. Yes, oh, she was. Man. Yep, that's she was in Harry exactly Potter. That's exactly how I know her. That's crazy. All right, cool. And then we also see Clem Andor. He's played by Gary Beadle, um, who becomes his dad. Um, and I thought that was a going to be a young... Uh, Forrest Whitaker. Um, what was his character? Uh, Saw Gerrera. Saw Gerrera. Because they have the gas masks. Right. Because of the planet that they're on. So at first I thought that was a young Saw Gerrera, but it wasn't Forrest Whitaker, and it is not a young Saw Gerrera. He's, he's uh, Andor's dad, Clem Andor. So uh, completely different character altogether. But uh, so then it's a flashback of them. Uh and then they take him away from the planet. And then obviously he's not going to be home for dinner for his sister. And uh, then we get back. And then this is when like the war starts. This is oh, when yeah. the battle starts. Um, all of the troopers land and pre-more pre-more. I think they're called right. Like something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, pre-more enforcement. Yes. So they land in their ships that look very similar to Republic on ships, but are a little bit different. Um, and you, it was almost like, did you see the movie Black Hawk Down? You know, it's another one I haven't seen. Okay. So it's a great movie. It's a horrible, uh, subject matter because one of the American, yeah, it's a true story, but one of the American Black Hawks gets shot down in, uh, I forget the African country that they were in. 
Was it Burma? No. Um, I remember when that was. I forget. But anyway, um, but it's like everything. It's almost like a Mike Tyson quote. Everybody has a game plan until I punch them in the mouth. Right. You know, and like that's what these guys were. They had their game plan, and then suddenly everything went wrong. Somalia. Somalia, yes. And then everything goes wrong for them. They just thought they were going to walk in. Cash and Andor was just going to be sitting there. They're going to be able to scoop them up and take them out. And, and in, that's the same arrogance he's talking about later. Yeah, yeah. And then instead, um, you know, they go to his mom's house and they're like ransacking everything. And he goes, you know, we could stop this if you if you just told us where he was. She's not telling where he is. That's not going to happen. Meanwhile, all of the citizens are outside getting pissed that they're, yeah. they're like disturbing and, and messing up an old lady's house. Yeah, and they were, they even, the people at the desks the guy that was eating the blue ramen when right. when when melvin walks in they even were like uh are you sure you want us to do that and he goes yeah he goes we're in charge of that planet they're like they do things differently down there he's like i don't care this is what we're gonna do and they're like all right it's on you like when when this goes wrong it's all on you um so then they're getting mad that they're ransacking this old lady's house then they start you know, banging all the metal. And, yeah, there's and was, all these, like, clearly this is a signal that yeah. they all have, and they've got these metal sheets on all these different structures. Yeah. Clearly, so, like, it's like a beacon sort of a situation where someone does it, and they hear it, another one starts. Another one and starts, it's all, and it's like, warning, bad yeah, guys are here. They start closing, like, it's like in New York City where they have, like, the... The, the pull-down yeah, metal doors. They yep. start pulling them all down. They're, and, they're like, all right, we're going to protect our stuff because the, the S is going to hit the fan real yep. soon. Meanwhile, pre uh, pre-more uh, security is walking through just like well this is normal this is normal this nothing is what to be concerned yeah. about yeah there's, surely. there's nothing to see here and then and then he's like um uh we're getting kind of a crowd out there should we leave one person behind and, and the sergeant's like no let's leave two maybe behind two. Maybe, maybe two, two. <laughs> might be good and then uh but then, but then uh, marva gets super smug man yeah she's like it's a nice it gets to you doesn't it <laughs> this is you know this is nice but it's when it stops. It's when that it you stops. Gotta be worried. And then the one guy's like, "What happens when it stops?" He's like, "I just want to go home. I don't want to be <laughs> here anymore. Please don't let it stop." Uh, and then you know, at Spoiler the same alert, time, it stops. It actually. stops. <laughs> at the same time, Cashin's talking to uh, uh, what's his freak? I just had his name. He up. just had his name again. Uh, L- Lamar Jabrank. Uh, what's his name? Lamar <laughs> Jabroni. Uh, L- Lamar Jabroni. No, yes. that has got to be. Man, Star Wars names are hard. They are hard. Lutheran Rawl. Rawl. Yeah. Rall. So then he's talking to Rawl, and Rawl knew a lot, a lot about Andor. About Andor, he knew a lot about what was going on. Um, the one line that he said that I was like, "Hmm," was when he had his calm on him, and he was calling back to to BB Emo, and. Uh, He's like, you have your calm on you. Never have your calm on you. And then he like smashes it. But I know Luke and Han have had their comms on them before. But maybe because they're on a secure network. It's like CCTV. Yeah, it's closed, it's closed, know, so closed it's caption, closed circuit. Closed so they're circuit. like, all right, we can, we know exactly where all of our little circuits are. Yeah. Are. So maybe, maybe that's what he's referring to. Like, because he did say, you know, uh, never have something on you that you can't control. So if you're just using the the 
the free Wi-Fi. Don't do it on the free Wi-Fi. Make sure you do it on your on your personal Wi-Fi. Or at least, you know, get NordVPN. Get a NordVPN. Yeah, two or three yeah, of them. This episode brought to you by NordVPN. NordVPN. Seriously, though, like, <laughs> I hear a lot of podcasts with NordVPN as a, as a sponsor. We got to contact them. Right? And this will be the perfect time for it because right it'll protect yourself from letting the, the bad guys know where you are. Yeah, but at right. the same time, when the bad guys are standing right next to your droid unit when you're calling him, then it even with it NordVPN. Really although it would have helped because they wouldn't have been able to find him because they were tr- able to track him from yeah. his phone conversation. Yeah. Um, not the most uh, spy-like intuition for Android. No, no, not at all. So then... then <laughs> Answer me. Why won't you answer me? Uh, maybe he's not answering you because something bad is happening. Yeah, right. Like, anytime they did it and in, in, uh, it was either with BB-8 or it was with R2. R2, where are you? It was like when they're on the ship and R2's like, like he's yeah. hiding in the corner, but yeah. it's like echoing all over the place. Um, So then, you know, uh, Luther's talking to him and he's he's trying to explain to him like, He's like, if I if I take the box, he said, he said it was rule number one: never carry anything you don't control. You don't control, yes. And then rule number two was plan your <laughs> escape build route. Your exit. It says build your exit on your way in. On your way in, yeah, that was a good line, also. Yeah. Uh, but he's 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 like, look, if I just get the box, I'll be okay with that. But I want more than the box. Right. And I liked when he was like, uh, I'll give you a thousand more credits if you tell me how you got it. He goes, a thousand credits? Done. Yeah. <laughs> that, the, it was cool seeing the credits whipped out, too. Like yeah. You don't often see just No, like, you don't see the metal like credit credits. chips yeah. and stuff like that. And it's just apparently they come in denominations of 10,000. 10,000 because right? he had four, he had of, four them. of them. So <laughs> like, like, here that's 10,000. That's yep. 10,000. All right. Those are pretty. And they were pretty nice looking. So they, I guess yeah. they're gold or something. Yeah. They were. Uh, can you imagine? Like, I'm happy that we have paper money or even in this case, just like. I watches, <laughs> you know, Venmo, whatever, where you don't have to carry any money at all. Can you imagine having a pocket full of, and they were big, like yeah. they're not quarters, they're not nickels and dimes. They're like three inches long, four man, inches the long. That bad boy the, well, I know, man, that's a lot of metal you're carrying you around. Think they bend, like so you get a, a trifold wallet or a bifold wallet. <laughs> well, you, you have different slots for the different denominations, for, like the credit card slots. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so he's trying to get him to to join the rebellion, and I don't. I couldn't tell if he was stalling on purpose to make it a more like crucial escape where he basically forced them into going with him because right. it was like, you have to come with me now or we're all going to die type of a thing. Right. Uh, or if he was just like really just, he knew that he needed to get him because he was so smart and so into it that he needed him. Uh, helping him out so he was going to stay until he got him or die trying. I'm not sure which it was. I think we'll probably find out in yeah, the next couple episodes. In the next couple exactly episodes. Why, why he seems like this guy is so important or yeah. why they like specifically searched him out. So, But yeah, it could have been that. I don't know. Because he was very clearly like pretty pissed off when the dude wouldn't just run. And yeah. He was trying to get the box. Trying to get the box back. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I don't know. So which I guess. Proved to be futile. Right. I guess. Yeah. Yeah, because then they got destroyed anyway, right? I mean, we didn't see it get destroyed. We okay. saw a whole bunch of stuff fall, right? And he wasn't able to get to it. Yeah, did he never get it? I guess. No, I, don't I guess think he never did. did get it. Okay. But I don't know that we ever saw it destroyed. So I'm wondering if it'll come back or if it was just like, like the, <laughs> the thing that he needed to get. You know what I mean? Right. Like this is, right. It doesn't matter what this is. He just needed to get it in this thing, and it it has outgrown its usefulness. So now it's destroyed. But at the same time, in true Star Wars lore, we didn't see the explosion. 
So the bad guy's not dead. So we didn't see the box blow up. So the box could be there still. Could be in play. Could be in play. Um, so then they're, they they tracked him down. They know where they are. They started to come attacking him. And then they, they get and a Stellan nice... Stellan proves to be the coolest dude ever. Yes. Like he's, This is when he decides to take out all of his badass quotes. Yep. He's like, I know everything. Yep. He's like... <laughs> I came prepared. I came prepared. So... They're they're escaping uh, because you know Andor doesn't die until the movie, so of course he's not going to die now. Nope. Uh, so they get out, they escape, and then they get back to his mom's house. And um, Melvin is there; he's one. He's like hiding. Yep. And then they, uh, Andor has the gun in his face, and it's like yeah, right up on his head, right up on his head. And it's like he's like, "How many of you are there?" He's he like, gives, "He gives up all the goods." He does right away. Right away. He's like he's a weak man. Hesitation. Yeah, he's like twelve of us, two captains or two 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 officers, two officers yeah. twelve people, and then I like uh, he, he was like kill him, I'll kill him. And he's like no, he's like there's twelve of us, I'll tell you. But Lutheran was like he's ready to kill him. He's he's like we don't need you here. Yep. Um. So then everything. Oh, <laughs> Uh, they sneak away then because they know what they're what they're up against and they know how many people they've killed and then then they're in the next scene they're in the uh, garage yep and he's like let's pick one and then you see the first one going down the street which was cool look it looked like they did this with a bunch of other things where they look like old cars right but a Star Wars version of an old car. So yep. it kind of looked like it could have been like a, a car from the 50s. Yeah, like a, like an old Buick. Or uh, like an old 50s, Buick, yeah, like, like, uh, like a big old big car, boxy, big boxy, yeah. you know, a trunk that you could stick six people in when you're going to the uh, going to the uh, drive-in movie theater. Yeah, and they and they dropped a cinder block on the gas pedal. Yeah, <laughs> just, <let laughs> just let it go. And, and then it, they're sitting there on the motorcycle just like waiting. Waiting. Yeah, and of course, you know, the, the Melvin runs out and he's like, there they are! Shoot them! And they, and they they crash, and he has that that moment of smile and happiness, like we did it, we did it, we win. Wrong, wrong. And then here comes the zoom. speeder bike, zoom right and past him. I knew it was coming. This explosion, the explosion had to come. Yeah. yeah. So then they, he's got a little detonator in his hand, and he blows it up, um, which was very fun. And it was good that they were on a fast speeder bike and not a stupid <laughs> Vespa. <laughs> yeah. Somehow they they learned about uh, velocity. Yes. In this. In this uh, show so uh, kudos to the director kudos to the director to say <laughs> we are not having a slow motion chase scene no. we're doing this the right way uh so then they fly away and we see oh brex she's like running to try and save him and the police officers are like stop and they handcuff her and then that's when they hurt her and stuff they, they hurt her and the boyfriend comes to save the day and goodness. nope goodness we were wrong there. we thought for sure he was going to live and boom Turns out, turns he out, didn't. laser bolt to the, right chest, to the chest, and he died just feet away from Brex. That's going to cause some emotional baggage. It will cause it definitely will. Um, and then, oh, I like the other scene when they, um, when they were telling the guy to go back and get the ship. We need air support. Yeah. And and the other friend, um, <laughs> tied the ship down to yeah to a, like a, a tank or to something. a tank like, or like something like that. Freaking, and just drag his He's, thing up. So that's been in like. I would say five or six other movies where they've done something like that. But one of them that it was in was American Graffiti, which okay. was yeah. George, George Lucas's Lucas, right. first movie. Um, 
So they said somebody said that it was like an homage sure. to George Lucas, which it very well could have been. Oh yeah, I'd imagine they probably. But they they've done it in, in quite a few other movies after that as well. I think even, I think it was even in um, uh, Blues Brothers. I think they did something I similar right. to that in Blues Brothers as well. But uh, it's a great trick. And then <laughs> what they don't know, the cops on the ground think that it's the people of the town shooting at them and blasting things in. He's right. like, we're surrounded. But yeah. what it actually was was their own dumb pilot who flew up, got the tank stuck in a in a part of the building, and then it wrapped back around and blew itself up. Yeah. So they weren't attacking them. They were attacking themselves. So the police officers, everything went wrong for them. I loved seeing Melvin like walk through the wreckage. Uh-huh. Cuz like you got to think about what he's thinking like if, if you if you don't if you stay at the surface level you think this guy here's this dude who's like he's shell-shocked and he's like man I can't believe that just happened and he clearly was in over his head but like if you think like go to the level deeper and you're going if he had he he's his in his brain he could be going if I had listened to my boss yep like I got angry over two people dead yeah here now there are eight to ten more people dead yep and more and, officers which is because i pushed this yep and so in his brain i just lost your video in the uh oh in the i thing. closed oh i closed everything come on man oh, anyway you, they can still hear us in the thing anyway um so as he's walking through not only does he have that weight on his shoulders of like wow if i didn't do this that wouldn't have happened but then like you know that inward thinking of you have two branches you can go from there, right? Like the the sorrow and, and guilt and remorse route. Right. Or the angry, this no, this wasn't my fault. This was their fault. They shouldn't have so like he leans you can see his he's leaning into the anger and the and like the like this this was he knows it's his fault and yes. he's gonna use that guilt and like redirect it as anger towards uh-huh. them. And then we see, you know, his buddy Linus go like, dude, let's go. Let's go. Yeah, like, let's, we got to get out of here. Like, this, everything went wrong. We got to get out of here. We got to get out of here now. Um, but, yeah, and also now he's going, if, if when the captain comes back, he, he's got a lot of, Lucy, you got, got something to, explaining to do. do. Another reference. That, yeah, that the kids won't understand. No. So, yeah, so he is going to have to explain how, these two soldiers should have just been given a, a even nice if they give them a parade, a little, a little bow. Thank you for your service. You saved, you helped an old lady across the street, and in the process, maybe maybe like somewhere down the street, they like put a little plaque, hang it yeah. for them in that alley, saying in that here, alley. Yep. here died two brave men fighting for the rights of of our Ferrix Pete, whatever it is. Right, but now, now but no, 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 no now he has to explain why they invaded the town. Why they blew up all the stuff and why now more soldiers are, are dead. Plus some civilians. Plus some civilians. And this going to do nothing that, but. They got wrapped around a building. Yeah. And blew up a bunch of Blew up a building up in the sky. <laughs> yeah. And, and it's just going to be um, a whole lot of a cleaning up to do. Quite, quite, quite a bit of paperwork. Yes. So um, one of the other uh youtubers said that they think that this guy is going to because he's so by the book going to turn to the rebellion and become part of the rebellion kind of like the way Hux did interesting i don't think so though because no, I, I think he's just going to hate them even more yep because they got him into trouble mm-hmm. it's their fault that he i think he's he's going to become even more evil and 
go to the. He's going to up the ante. Up the ante because now it's it's personal. Almost. Yeah. So now he's he's got a he's got like personal skin in the game, and so he's he's not done. He's like, not I done. No, get, he's got to get this guy. No matter. He's going to get more people, and he might even get like the true empire themselves involved, and. You know, taking right. a whole uh, destroyer to wherever they find Andor later and, and whatever. So I don't think he's he's going to be the white knight that turns. I no. think he's going to be an even bigger uh, antagonist, right? That's the yeah, bad guy? The yeah. One. So I don't know. So that's a rundown of all three all of three the four episodes, in a, in first episodes. Nice, tidy 95 minutes. And that's right. We're right at the same amount of time as the shows themselves that's lasted. Right. But, you know, the shows that, you know, I'm not trying to disrespect, you know, any of the new Star Wars, but the shows don't quite have the pizzazz we do, you know. Correct. We deliver it in a way that, you know, I in don't a, think they can. No, in a much more fun way. Yeah. A lot, a lot of, there's a, a lot, lot of banter. Yeah, a lot yeah. more profound. There's a lot of banter here at Bantha Milk. Yeah, but not as much. On not the as show. much on the show, but we do reference all of their good jokes. So at least they get that in. We get that, that is in. True. But we, uh, you know, we're going to be coming back with you probably in the next couple of days with a yeah. with a brand new episode for probably a, a lot shorter episode. Right. Um, for episode four, uh, which comes out Wednesday evening. So please make sure you check us out on Spotify. Check us out on whatever Apple Music, Apple right? Music, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, iTunes, Apple Podcast. Uh, go to our um, website, YouTube. Yeah, if you were listening to us on Spotify, go and check out our YouTube because then you get to see our dance at the beginning, and that's nice. Yes, it is a lot of fun. And there was uh, Podvine. 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 Is that a new one? It's a new one. And check us out on Podvine. Your podcast claim code. We got an email from Podvine. It says, so either you or an avid or curious fan have asked for you to claim your podcast on Podvine, the social podcast platform. Upon claiming, you will have access to the best community engagement, commenters, like, and live chat with your listeners. Sounds like a scam to me, Rob. It does sound like a scam. So I signed up on, on your computer. <laughs> of course. Um, all it needed was, was a wondering. social security number, credit card number, and uh, and the name of my firstborn child. I so tell you, whoever's, whoever you just sold my information to is going to be very sad when they try and use my When they try to use your credit card? They're, they're, they're going to be like, I'm going to apply for some, some credit under this guy's name, and they're going to be like... <laughs> <laughs> Dude, okay, sit down. this guy's worse off than I am, yep. <laughs> and I'm living in a van down by the river. Down by the river, you'll be living in a van. Oh, I miss Chris Farley. All right. He was awesome. Anyway, it anyway. has been a delight. We hope we catch you later on this week for episode four's rundown. Yes, um, make sure you check out all of our friends at Ears Up Podcast. Yep, um, check out uh, Sea Isle Mixed Iced Tea. Yeah, that wasn't um, bad. Rob quite enjoyed it. He finished the whole thing. I did finish the whole thing. It was, you know. Only whatever, twelve ounces. Twelve ounces of yeah, delight twelve ounces. and flavor. It was like weak iced tea, but it but after drinking it, your my head's feeling good. Nice, love yeah. it. So unlike regular iced tea, that's a little bit more iced tea. My head doesn't feel this way afterwards. Maybe I should take this to uh to school. Yeah, that'd be that'd go well. It would go well. Always, it's only iced tea. I've always said I was born in the wrong era because like you oh know my gosh. teachers of the fifties, you know, you have a really bad lesson. Uh-huh. You open your drawer and there's a bottle of whiskey in there and you just pour it oh that's terrible. And then the next class comes in. Yeah. That's 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 frowned upon these days. So when you're in kindergarten you're five, right? Seventy three, seventy four, seventy five, seventy six, seventy seven. There you go. So, Star Wars came out ten years before I was born. Come yeah. On. So uh, that's awesome. Uh so <laughs> 77, so kindergarten, 78, first grade, 79, second grade, 
83rd grade. I remember my elementary school, and I remember um, once being able to go into the teacher's lounge to get something off the ditto machine. Sure. Uh, it was like walking into a cloud. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the smoking. The smoking that was uh-huh. allowed in the teacher's lounge. It was like, oh, my gosh. Like, you walked in, and you were like, oh, my eyes are burning. Yep. I'm pretty sure I was only in second grade at the time, but I'm pretty sure not only were my eyes burning, but I have a feeling somebody had some alcoholic beverage in I there as well. In, in the late 70s, I'm pretty sure it was still like kind of allowed to you know, drink on the job. But then for some reason, we were born 30 years too late. And, when uh, they had standards for professionalism. Yeah, you're not allowed to be drunk at work around weird. children. How weird. How weird that must How be. How weird that must be. Either way, yes, we were Bantha Milk Podcast. <laughs> we used to be teachers. Now we're fighting. <laughs> now we are working at McDonald's. Right. Would you like fries with that? Oh, man. But yeah, check us out later this week. And we have spoken. We have spoken.